Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Cork's Red FM. Along to the Big Red Bench here on Cork's Red FM with me, Dan Casey. Plenty of action from across the county and further field to be discussed on the show today. We're going to start with Gaelic Games and a huge, huge congratulations to Cork's O'Donovan Rossa as they are crowned All Ireland Junior A Ladies Football Champions. They beat Claire Morris of Mayo on a scoreline of 2 7 to 11 points. I had hoped to have a phone call with manager James O'Donovan after the game. But I have a funny feeling celebrations might be in full flow on the way back home from Dublin. Uh, hopefully we can get a chat with him uh, during the week for next weekend's show. Sticking with GA and Kilkenny's O'Loughlin Gales have beaten Cushendall of Antrim by one point in their All-Ireland Club Senior Hurling Championship semi-final. They will be playing St. Thomas's of Galway in a game which should be an absolute cracker, especially the way St. Thomas's came through their uh, game against Bally Gunner last night through penalties uh, off the balls Tommy Rooney was there for us at Park Salton it is full time here in the All-Ireland Club Senior Hurling Championship semi-final in Navan and O'Loughlin Gales have held off an incredible Cushendall challenge to win by just a point on a scoreline of 117 to 116 Cushendall's sensational start to this game saw them racing to a 1-4-0 score lead after Joe McLaughlin's goal inside 5 minutes by the 12th minute they led by 8 but O'Loughlin Gales never panicked Mark Bergen kept them in touch and when Shawnee Bulger bundled home a goal after 25 minutes the gap was down to just 1 Two Neil McManus frees, he'd score nine over the hour, meant Cushendall led by three points at half time. With the aid of a strong breeze in the second half, O'Loughlin Gales were level for the first time in the game in the 32nd minute. Again, Neil McManus pushed his side ahead, he'd score his team's next four points, but Gales reeled him in time and time again, and they take the lead for the first time in this game through Mark Bergen in the 51st minute. The Kilkenny champions suddenly had all the momentum, but Cushendall would not go away. They spurned a couple of chances to draw level, Gales went two up before McLaughlin and McManus landed two great scores. David Fogarty though had the last say with a brilliant point under the stand to edge O'Loughlin Gales over the line. As Cushendall's year ends, O'Loughlin Gales go on to the All-Ireland Club Senior Hurling Final now where they'll play St Thomas's of Galway on the weekend of January 20th and 21st. Moving to rugby now, Munster still go on in search of their first Champions Cup win. They lost out to the Exeter Chiefs in Exeter on a scoreline of 32 points to 24 Second half capitulation really saw them lose out as they were nine points to the good uh, going into half time. Graham Rountree will surely be under a bit of pressure at the moment, not looking great for Munster, but I suppose they do have the excuse that injuries have plagued the side. In the Premier League, Liverpool currently playing Manchester United in the highlight of today's games. Score at Anfield is currently nil all. A fairly poor game by all accounts and Shane Pennington is there for us at Anfield. It's Liverpool nil, Manchester United nil and so far so good then for Eric Ten Hag's side who have dug in, well organised, made themselves hard to beat. Liverpool have had all the possession but have very rarely threatened in behind the United defence. Mo Salah's volleyed cross was just too far in front of Darwin Nunes early on and then Anana dropped and Nunes had a back across the six-yard box but the United keeper did well to get back up and block Salah's attempt. Then Van Dijk and Canate saw headed efforts go close for the home side and Manchester United barely out of their own half in this first period. They've only had a couple of chances. The best saw Garnacho fire over from 18 yards out. It's Liverpool nil, Manchester United nil. Stays like it is there. That leaves Arsenal top of the table. They beat Brighton 2-0 in their Premier League game. Nigel Bidmead was for 
was there for us at the Emirates. Arsenal 2, Brighton 0. This was a hard-fought victory and one that takes Arsenal back to the top of the table. After dominating the first half and spurning a host of chances, the home side took the lead through Gabriel Jesus, who headed in at the far post from a flicked-on corner. Arsenal put the game to bed on 88 when Kai Havertz scored his fifth of the season, driving home after a quick breakaway. Arsenal 2, Brighton 0. In the rest of the Premier League, it finished Aston Villa 2, Brentford 1. Villa coming from behind there. They certainly mean business this season. Is the top four achievable for them? They seem to be playing some of the best football in the Premier League at the minute or at times. Uh, Unai Emery has done quite the job there. And West Ham trounced Wolves three goals to nil at home in the London Stadium. Sticking with football, but we're going domestic. So domestic, it's only out the road in Inna Shannon. I caught up with Cork City signing Charlie Lyons during the week, talking about his move from Cove Ramblers to Cork City. Enjoy. Charlie Lyons, the latest uh, Cork City signing. How does that one sound? Yeah, look, uh, Dan, good. Thanks for having me. But uh, yeah, I'm delighted to get over the line. Um, probably been a long time coming um, being from Cork. So yeah, I'm happy to get it done now and looking forward to the season ahead. What part of Cork from yourself? Uh, in a Shannon, just gateway to West Cork there. So, so Cork, City, Cork City was always your club. <laughs> yeah, you could say that. Yeah. How did this uh, whole process come about? Was there many conversations with Tim? What was the What was the story? Um, yeah, once uh, Tim got announced, I was kind of in touch with Richie Holland as well. So um, once I spoke to Tim, that look, he was very positive in fairness, and he I suppose said that he wanted to win the league straight away. So once I got that from him, um, he kind of sold it to me straight away. Do you think uh, it'll be easier for you to integrate into the squad? Did you know a few of the boys already? Um, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, obviously, with Jack signing as well, and I'd know Dara Crowley as well from uh, playing with Innisfil growing up, so he's a good buddy of mine as well. Speaks to us for a second about Jack Doherty. How how good of a player is he? Yeah, he was. Look, he carried us last year. In fairness, with the goals he was getting, but uh, yeah, he's outstanding and he's a top lad now. In fairness to him, um, but yeah, he was very good last year for Cove and hopefully he can continue that form now next year in the City jersey you, you certainly weren't too bad weren't too bad for Cove yourself uh, what, are the, what are the biggest strengths to your game? Um, I suppose look I've, I'm experienced I know I'm only 23 but I've played a lot of games in the league so um, I suppose I'm demanding from fellas around me and uh, probably aggressive it's probably one of my strengths um, and read the game well as well so Hopefully, I can bring some of that now uh, into next season. You've had over 100 appearances for both uh, Cove and Galway. So, uh, you've played Cork City a few times as an opposition player, you have? I have, yeah. What, uh, what um, What's that experience like? It would be a nice change. Yeah. Uh, on your side. I'm, look, I'm looking forward to being on the other side of it now, to be fair. Um, <laughs> I've been, get, got my share, um, share of abuse over the years now, to be fair. So, I'm happy to be on the other side of that hostile env- environment in Turner's Cross if you can keep it uh, PG what's the funniest thing someone's ever shouted at you jeez like, there was a lot of abuse that night up in um, in DC Park there I had to take a few throw-ins that side when I was getting everything everything <laughs> anything yeah so um, nothing nothing that's uh, PG so I'll keep that out what are you uh what are you most looking forward to about playing with Cork City? Um, playing in front of Turner's Cross, I suppose. Looked, they filled it out. Even when things weren't going too well last year, they were filling it out nearly every week, you know. So um, 
looking forward to playing at home and uh, look, hopefully it's going to be a success this season and we win the league straight out. Yeah, have uh, you had talks with the owner yourself, Dermot Usher? No, I haven't spoken to him, no. What about uh, the rest of the backroom staff there? Um, yeah, I just spoke with Tim and Richie, the main, main uh, two I've been speaking with. And obviously I met Arla yesterday doing medical and stuff. And I would have known her from back in Ramblers days as well. So, yeah, How do you see the season going? Is the only objective uh, to go straight back up? Yeah, I think so, 100%. Um, as I was speaking to Tim, I think he's made that clear as well, that that's his, um, that's his goal, is to go straight back up. And I think uh, the group of players there as well, they know as well that... I don't think uh, the fans will accept anything else. Certainly don't think so either. Uh, do you have any other um, inklings for us of players that might join Janoni else who's uh, looking to come? No, no, I haven't heard anything, to be fair. No, I won't be spreading any rumours or anything. So. It's not what we want at all. Uh, personally, for your own game, I suppose, how do you see the season going for yourself, you know, about going straight back up? But, uh, what you hope to achieve over the next few months personally? Well, yeah, I suppose I need to cement a starting position in the team and after that then hopefully be getting wins every week and just, look, it's it's a long season there, it's 36 games or whatever it is, so um, look, we just need to be consistent and uh, I think just winning games is the most important thing in this league and uh, hopefully we'll have the squad to do that. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully. Have you met uh, many other players already? No, um, I just got it signed yesterday, um, so no, I haven't been in, so... Uh, when will you be meeting them or do you know um, I think that we're back now to 3rd of January so unless we have something um, arranged before that I'd say that'll be the first day back yeah okay. are you going to enjoy uh, the Christmas and the New Year's are you going to be doing a bit of conditioning at home yourself no, I'd say I'll have to get do a bit of conditioning myself to make sure I'm in tough shape coming back up and down uh, the old hills in and Shannon <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's it well, Charlie Lyons, it's lovely talking to you. Best of luck with, uh, with the season. I hope everything works out for you. Perfect. Thanks, million, Dan. Thanks for having me. Cheers. Great stuff from Charlie there. If he holds on to the ball the same way he holds on to the juicy information, it will be a good, good season for Cork City yet. Now, probably the highlight of the show, if not the year, I got the chance to speak to First Division superstar Jack Doherty about his brilliant year with Cove Ramblers and his move to Cork City. Here it is. Delighted to be joined here with Jack Doherty, uh, Cork City's marquee signing of the year at least so far anyway Jack uh, how's the last uh, few days been? Yeah look they've, they've been busy to be fair um, just happy to get it done now you know uh, before Christmas and look uh, I'm happy to be there and excited to get going you know Yeah how long have you been uh, talking to the club for about potentially coming next season? Uh, it was kind of came up about about two weeks after the season kind of and then when Tim came in then I kind of really pressed on there from there you know and been chatting to him a good few times and stuff like that and look uh, he had nothing but good things that to say and looked at his plan going forward we kind of have the same path really you know so I'm excited to get going and looking forward to it really you know Yeah what well, what are your initial thoughts about Tim Tim as a person? Yeah, look, he's seen it. He's, I remember playing against his rather teams and that, the way he plays. And yeah, he's, a, he's a good coach, you know, and uh, a good person as well, you know. he's uh, He really sees things from different sides as well, family wise and stuff like that, you know. So 
nah, he's a he's a great great person, and look, I can't wait to get going under him. You know, is he the only person with the club you've met so far? Uh, I met Richie and them there during the week. You know, uh, I was down around the the ground and that the other day. So yeah, look, uh, it's a good old vibe around down there. You know, so look, it's a fresh lay for everyone and. Everyone is buzzing to get going, you know. Yeah, you know the first division quite well. Scoring what was it? Was it seventeen or eighteen goals last season? Uh, how do you think uh, you'll fare fare into the coming year? Yeah, look, it's uh, it's hard to kind of put targets on yourself as well, you know, because you just don't know. But like for me, uh, I would just want like if I'm going for something, I want it to be better than last season, you know. So if that means more goals, more assists, whatever it is. Just once we're winning, uh, playing well and exciting the fans, that's what it's all about, you know, because they come to watch every week and you just want to put on a good performance for them, you know, and make it enjoyable, you know, get people off their seats and hopefully score plenty of goals, you know. Yeah, you know a lot of the teams quite well. Who do you think will be the biggest uh, threat to Cork City uh, going straight back up next year? I said it... There'll be a few, like, you know, yourself when Cork go to play any of the teams, they'll just want to take a scalp off you, you know. Uh, we have uh, I, I, I'll, I'll let you know now, Jack, it's City from now on. <laughs> uh, City, yeah. So, they'll, uh, look, everyone will want to beat City, you know. So, that's the way it's going to be. That's what we have to go into every game, knowing that if we don't turn up, we don't play the way we should play, that teams will be looking to beat you. And that's just how it is now, you know. When you're at big clubs and stuff like that, that's that's the way it is. You have to embrace that and look forward to that. Uh, it'll be our challenge then to to beat what's in front of us. You know, there will be a few that will look to kind of beat us, but look, we should be uh, raring to go and looking forward to it. Really, you know, because them challenges. That's what you have to. If you're not enjoying the challenge, then you know there's no point being around it. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, what I suppose around the camp is there a pressure to go straight back up? Is that just the only goal? Yeah, that's the only the only way. It'll be a pressure up that you put on yourself. You know, uh, I'm a big person for putting pressure on myself. Put pressure on myself more than anyone. Like the outside pressure is nothing really. It's the pressure you have on yourself before to help the team score goals, whatever that is in your own head, but. Look, we, that's our aim is to get straight back up. That's the only, if we don't get straight back up, then it's a failure, like, you know, but we'll do everything in our power to go straight back up. And look, we'll enjoy it. Like, the place will be buzzing around down there and that's what we want, you know. It's a fresh lay under Tim. Everything will be different. There'll be new faces in. We just have to enjoy it, you know. Yeah, at 29 years old, I'm not calling you old or anything, but you'd probably be <laughs> one of the veterans in the squad. Uh, we were kind of lacking a bit of leadership that was something thrown at us over the over the past few years do you think you could step up and hopefully be one of those leaders in the squad yeah look I'm not one for the ball and shout at people you know I'm not that type of fella I don't uh, I rather like do talking on the pitch kind of person you know I'm not one to go in and scream at lads or I'll encourage everyone that is there uh, and hopefully they might learn something or I might learn something off the way they play you know Uh I think that's, I always looked at it like that and that's the way I am as a person. I'm not, uh, I won, I don't like people balling and shouting at people, you know, I don't think it gets you anywhere. Uh, you have to encourage lads and then lads will react to you, you know, and if you're doing it on the pitch, 
it'll only help lads around you as well, you know. So that's the way I am, and I always have been like that. Yeah. What's your own uh, background in football? Where how did you start off? Uh, I started playing literally from no height, really. You know, uh, local sides and uh, carrying on shorts. Uh, just been playing over there since I was about five. Uh, just always wanted to be a footballer when I was young. You know, that's uh, I didn't see anything else but just kicking a wall. Like so. Nah, look, it's uh, it's a good sport in town as well. You know, so look, I've always had an interest in it, and it's what I love to do. You know. Yeah, did you have a family background in it? Uh, all my uncles and my dad and them used to play, but not a a mad level. They, they just played locally, and uh, I, my father would be big into football. And my brothers play, uh, but like other than that, no, they just kind of be watching football all the time as well when you're small, you know. Um, so that's where I kind of got my interest from watching it as well. You know, I never really went to. I don't have what the little has have now, like come from last year anyway, from my own, uh, going to our own games and seeing so many young kids at games is brilliant, you know. That's all that was at Cove last year was little lads coming to games and they buzzing off it. We didn't have that when I was growing up, you know. Yeah, yeah, and it's kind of mad. I mean, kids nowadays, so, some of them don't want to be grown up to be, you know, Messi or Nalo. They want to grow up to be the likes of Rory Keaton or Jack Doherty, like... That's absolutely incredible. It speaks uh, yeah. to growth of the league. No, it's it's very good. Look, it's uh, that's what I be. I even helped out a local club character the other night. I went over to the under 11s because my sister's fella, he's the manager there. So I said I'd go over and he asked me to come over for a half an hour just to do a little shooting drill and stuff like that with him. So uh, they were like, when you're in there, they're saying, Oh, I heard your name on the radio today. You're at the sign for Cork. You know, it's mad the way. Uh, little lads nowadays are into the local League of Ireland it's great I think you know because if you're looking at Messi and you want to be like Messi being realistic it's he's one in a million like one in a lifetime kind of fella you know you can't implement something like that where if you're going to watch a game it's more realistic for them you know yeah what advice would you, would you give to young footballers yeah look uh, don't uh, just follow whatever you think is your dream don't let anyone tell you you can't do it because People will always have something to say bad about you, you know. That's just the life of playing football. You have to take negativity with the positivity, you know. So you just, if you believe you can do it, just go and do it. And like, if you're not good enough, then at least you gave it a good go, you know. Uh, but don't leave. That's my big thing: is don't leave anyone tell you you can't. Just go until you physically you'll know yourself that you can't. Look, I'm maybe not good enough to compete at this level but look he gave it a good go you know yeah aim for the moon and you'll uh, yeah amongst yeah. the stars <laughs> exactly uh, look, looking at Cork City from last year are there any particular players that impressed you or that you'd hope to get to play alongside obviously excluding Keating now anyway yeah no I know Rory well as well to be fair uh, I would have played against him a good few times and even years ago in the international selps and when you'd be going off for trials and that so I'd know him quite well but yeah, look, it's uh, to be fair, I, I don't really know who's uh, going to be around there, to be honest. But once the squad is out, it's, I'm sure I'd like to play under whoever's there. And uh, if the like, say, I don't know, Connor Dryan from Cove and stuff like that, you know. So, yeah, it's hard. Like, whoever comes in there, 
I'll just enjoy whoever's playing there and stuff like that, you know. Um, the squad will be surely be sorted soon enough, and look, everyone will be raring to go, you know. Yeah, I spoke to I mentioned Char- or mentioned uh, you to Charlie Lyons. He was uh, oh, had nothing but compliments. What uh, what can you tell us about Charlie? Ah, uh, Charlie's a great lad. Yeah, he's a great lad. Solid defender. Doesn't give away much. Uh, he's very upbeat as well. He's a a good lad to be around. You know, you get um, he just he goes training every day, and he just you be smiling at. He's just a real buzzy kind of person. Great to be around. Great footballer. Uh, he deserves to be there. To be fair, you know he's a uh, he's been one of the better defenders in the league last year. You know he's um, solid out, like doesn't very comfortable on the ball as well. You know, uh, and but it was buzzing when Chad signed. To be fair, to have someone like that in there that you know quite well and stuff like that, uh, and he'll be great for the dressing room down there because people will love him the way he is. You know, and will you be buzzing if uh, Wilson Ware signs your old dance partner? Uh, <laughs> Look, that's not down to me, you know. It's up to the to the club what they do. Like, uh, look, I'll, uh, I have faith in all them. They are team and all them. So whatever they do, um, will be best for the club, you know. What are you What are you most looking forward to when you're playing for Cork City? Yeah, it's just uh, from playing down there as the an opposition, really. You know, the crowd down there is unbelievable. Playing in front of that crowd all the time, and to be on the other side of it now, you know. Uh, I'm really looking forward to that. It's a huge club, you know. Uh, it's, they're the clubs you want to be playing at. Uh, big clubs, big fans, big expectations, you know. That's what it's all about, I think, you know. You have to have to be like that. Otherwise, you're kind of, as I said earlier, what are you kind of playing for if you have no expectation on yourself or anything like that, you know. You have to relish all that and enjoy it, like, because that's, that's what it's all about, like, you know. And do you think you're thriving that pressure? Yeah, look, yeah, it's I look, I'll, at the end of the day when you step out on them on the pitch, it's just you and the opposition. It's just down to you then, really. You know, it's something you have to take with it, like it's part and parcel of it. You know, so yeah, look, I'll, I'm buzzing to get going, and I can't wait to get going. You know. Yeah, what was the highlight for you of your of your time down in Cove? Yeah, look, they're a great club, good people down there. Uh, they done everything for me, you know. They made me feel at home the minute I walked down there. Uh, real family club. Uh, everyone down there looked after each other, you know. Uh, it's a real. Uh, it's nice to play for a club kind of like that, you know. That so together and literally everyone looks out for you. Like they, they made me and my family feel so at home down there. So that was a big part of it down there. I loved every minute of it down there. And look, things. Uh, all good things come to an end at some stage, you know. Uh, I feel like this is the next step for me to to push on again, you know. So, yeah. look, that's why I'm trying to bring that momentum from last season into this season and kick on again, you know. Because I did miss a good few games last year through uh, small little injuries and that as well, you know. So, look, I could have, I should have probably got more goals again. So, that's the aim for this year, you know. How's, uh, how's your family taking the news that you've signed for City? Yeah, that wasn't, yeah. Me, me father comes to all my games uh, ever since I was a kid, you know, follows me all over the place. So he's buzzing to uh, finally be on the other side of Turner's Cross now. He was saying the last time when we were down there at Wexford and stuff like that, he said that the crowd kind of, even me little niece came with him. Like she's 
12, 13 now, so they come to all the games. They love it. Like, so, yeah, look to be around crowds like that now. It'll be good for them as well, you know. They'll get a proper football atmosphere down there, you know. Yeah, yeah. Does, is your father the type of man to uh, try give you advice after a game or does he leave you to your own devices? Uh, I used to be, a few years ago, I used to be killing each other. He'd be kind of nailing me after a game if I played bad or whatever, but now he knows, like, I just, you know, kind of, I'm the hardest person on myself anyway, you know, even if I had a good game, I'd always think of something that I did bad in that game or whatever, and I'd be harsh on myself. Now he's on the opposite, kind of telling me, yeah, you're a bit harsh on yourself now. And But yeah, no, we bounce off each other, really, you know. He he knows, tells me when I have bad games, he'd praise it, and if you had good games, very little, but he'd still find a way to say something to you, you know. So, yeah, look, you don't be a... Uh, He's not too hard on me, or you know, I'm more hard on myself more than that, you know. Yeah, I saw you were at uh, I think Santa's Grotto the other day. What's uh, Christmas going to look like for Jack Doherty this year? Yeah, it's going to be a bit mayhem this year, I'd say. You know, it's, uh, trying to get presents made up you now for the little one and stuff like that, you know. But I know since she came along, it's been uh, it's changed my whole life. You know, it's you just live for them, really. You know, it's a uh, it's great, like so. Even if you have bad days, he's still there smiling to you, you know. So, now I'm looking forward to it, to be fair. That's why I kind of wanted to get the football side of it done, you know, and enjoy Christmas with them, you know. Perfect. Jack, uh, one last question. Is there anything you'd like to say to the Cork City fans before we depart here? Yeah, look, uh, just take it as a fresh start. I know it was tough times last year, but look, everything has a fresh start, you know, new year. Uh New good people there at the club. Uh, Tim and them will do everything we can to make it enjoyable to go to every game, get that buzz back down there, you know, because when that buzz is there, no team will want to come and play there, you know. Uh, just get behind each other. Everyone has to, we're all in it together. Look, uh, we want to win the league. We want to get promoted. We want to be playing in the top division in Ireland. That's where this club has to be, you know. So, uh, yeah, look, just get out, get your season tickets if you don't have them and get behind us and we'll try to replay as much as we can on the pitch. And look, we'll all be looking forward to it and we're all buzzing to get going, you know. Thanks so much, Jack. Can't wait. Sound, thank you. Great stuff out of Jack. If you saw this man play for Cove Ramblers last year, you know he's a serious, serious ball player. Great to see someone with a bit more experience uh, coming to the squad as well. Something we've been lacking the past while. What a gent. After the break, I will be playing you out part two of Roy O'Hagan's chat with the Cork Renegades baseball team. And we'll also be hearing from Barbara O'Connell about her time on TG Carr's Underdogs. Back after these. Miss the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie. Cork's Red FM. Good news for the Gunners. It's finished. Nil all between Liverpool and Manchester United at Anfield in the Premier League. Arsenal remain top of the table. Shane Pennington reports from Anfield. It's finished Liverpool nil, Manchester United nil. The away end are the happiest set of fans here as they applaud their team off the pitch. United came here for a point today and that's exactly what they've gone with. Uh, Liverpool had some chances but in all honesty struggled to create any clear-cut opportunities. Their best chances saw Van Dijk and Canate both have headers over from corners and in the second half United could have won it themselves. They had one real opportunity, Rasmus Hoyland 
denied by Allison from 12 yards out. But in all honesty, a point apiece was probably a fair result in what was in the end a real damp squib. Liverpool nil, Manchester United nil. Interesting stuff there following on from last week. Here is part two of Rory's chat with Cork baseball side of the Cork Renegades, who this year were crowned national champions. In their first year of competing, the Renegades won the Baseball Ireland B-League, beating the Belfast North Stars in the International Baseball Centre in Ashburn County, Mead. Uh, didn't know he had an International Baseball Centre, but there you go. Rory has been speaking to club founder Brett Sutherland and ace pitcher Philip Philippe, rather, Zach Rocky, about their incredible achievement. Uh, they pick up talking about the final series with the North Stars. Bit of a complicated structure, I suppose, finals-wise, because you guys play two games in the day, and if it's level, you come back the following week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's a lot of well, Philippe Philippe will testify because Philippe played a lot of games in Dublin. It's a schlep. It's it's. I mean, the, everybody will know that the journey itself is three hours, mm. but it doesn't just start at three hours. You still have to wake up and you still have to go to to your lift. Or the the first weekend, we actually we hired a coach because. Mm. Um, well, we just thought it'd just be a lot easier and when people drive yeah. you imagine like driving three hours and then playing three hours of any sport mm-hmm. it's so fatiguing and then you make got it to drive six back. because it was a double header yeah. so you yeah. play one game you rest 30 minutes and then you go it must be exhausting game. isn't it it is it, uh, baseball it's, it's funny because baseball does not look exhausting uh, until you actually play it and especially if you're a pitcher or catcher mm. then you'll <laughs> you'll, you'll just uh, see what the game is about when it comes to uh, fatigue mm. Yeah, so like when when we went up, an ideal scenario would have been that one team won in in that day, so we wouldn't have to spend more money and more time to <laughs> yeah, yeah, go yeah. back up again. So, but look, it was like it's just it's just that geographically that's that's the nature of of the league in Ireland. At that's moment. in Ashburn, isn't it? Meath, yeah, yes, the baseball yeah. centre. So we had the Belfast guys obviously came down, um, and then we came up. So, um, but we're actually the only. The only two teams outside of that kind of like that that Dublin and Greater Dub- Dublin area. So yeah, yeah. So for us, for for both teams involved, it was like some serious travelling, mm. serious serious travelling, and it does take its toll. It really does take its toll, especially when you're playing. Yeah, um, when you have a game during the weekend, you essentially have to like. <laughs> admit that you're going to spend 50% of your weekend on, on baseball uh, just travelling uh, usually to Dublin and uh, playing the game and then obviously coming back and it's just yeah just takes an entire day mm. yeah thank god for Junction 14 that's all weird <laughs> <laughs> fine fine spot lads yes um, no, wait, do you know can I just say um Supermax. Am I allowed to say so, <laughs> Supermax on the way down um, after after we won at the weekend? Um, I just had this notion, so I called up Supermax in Junction 14 and said, "We're a national championship winning baseball team. Mm. Can you help us out?" And they said, "Absolutely." <laughs> and they gave us like this huge box of cookies, and they sorted us out with some burgers and stuff like Class. that. Class. So, yeah. yeah. So we love Junction 14 yes. even more now. <laughs> <laughs> Number one spot. Yeah. Um, what were those games against Belfast like? I suppose. Oh, go on, Philip. Well, um, there were three games, three game series. Well, when it comes to game one, I think that was one of our best games in history. Mm. We showed a really good defense. Um, I was a starting pitcher in the first game, and uh, I have to say, I've never felt more confident in my defense. Mm. (laughs) it was just phenomenal to see everyone, every single cog of, of that machine working so flawlessly. Uh, we took the game uh, with a very hefty advantage, yeah. and I think it was 16-inning or 11-1, yeah. um, to one, uh, winning by Mercy Rule. And everyone was just 
super hyped about it. It was it was a great feeling. And then um well we I don't think we're that good when it comes to double headers because when the game two, thirty minutes after mm. um after game one, it was a little bit it was way more difficult. Mm. That's gotta be natural though when you come from like the, the adrenaline of winning a game in I such a good so fashion. Too. Yeah. I think that the, the we flushed all the adrenaline from our system and the guys from Belfast uh, just <laughs> uh rolled out some big guns <laughs> and they were they were they more were. confident hitting. Mm. They had a phenomenal pitcher. And it was still very close. I think it was eight to six uh, for them in the end. So we didn't lose mm. by a lot. Uh, but the, the damage was done already. The yeah. series was tied at uh, at one to one. They're, they're, they're an established team. So and they, obviously they, they, they won their league, the, the B1 league. Um, so I think their maturity as a team came through in the second game. Um, and it was probably our enthusiasm in the first game that, that, that yeah maybe the- we <laughs> we put all our cards on the, on the first game because yeah. we thought oh we're just gonna we're just gonna go hard at the first game we're gonna tire them for the second one and well it turns out that we we got tired as well <laughs> <laughs> um, so what's the approach then heading into the rubber game I mean like how do you go on? This is this is all you. Uh, what was the approach? Well, we just we brought up some <laughs> fantastic players. Some of us couldn't make it to games one and two. Um, and and those players were were able to be there for the game three. We very had a very very strong lineup, um, and we also even our bench was strong. Yeah, and good. and and we had a it was a very um, yeah probably one of the strongest teams when it, when it comes to offense. We knew that Belfast team will always they will they're the team they're not afraid to swing the bat. Mm. So we knew we had to rely on a our defense. And we were very happy with our defense last week. So we were kind of sure that we're going to deliver on that. But we also had to wake up our bats. And, and boy, did yeah. we. Yeah. <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah. The, the, just the, the, the sound of a baseball coming Crack. off. Oh, my God. It's, yeah. yeah it's, some of our players, like, uh, I'll, I'll mention them. For example, yeah. Thomas Billy. Yeah. Fantastic wow. triple. Yeah, and we are always laugh that he hits the triple every single time he's in Ashburn <laughs> because that has been a recurring theme. Um, James Kelly. James Kelly was insane. Uh, called by me, Mr. October, because he just <laughs> brought his A game to the, um, to the to the plate. He just, I think he went five for five. He did. He got, yeah, he got hit. Phenomenal yeah. showing. So, but everyone did did very well there. Yeah. Uh, normally, you try to front load your um, batters, mm. good batters to to start the. Um, batting order mm. it feels like we were stacked at every single position when it comes to to offense mm. so and that, again again like that that was that was obviously a tactical decision from the head coach because it's like it's all or nothing now do you know like we've come so far so yeah, yeah so he yeah he he, he he loaded the dice in our favor basically yeah but it was good and but again we still have a lot of fun like, mm. like it was it was very serious but seriously fun if you know what I mean and what's that feeling like then when like it's all over and you're, you're, you're the champions ah oh, it's weird it's weird I actually spent last week just um, just walking around just looking at people and going they don't know that I'm a national baseball <laughs> champion yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's really cool like there's an immense sense of pride especially from me because obviously and Philippe from the start like we, we, we grew the team we made it so mm-hmm. I, have an, I have an incredible sense of pride 
um, and I'm so so focused on the team. But also to be a national champion, it's like it's cool. It's isn't incredible. It? Yeah. It's just like yeah, it's it's really cool. And like I'm I'm really happy because when my son can speak, he'll be like, my daddy was a national champion. <laughs> you pointed a photograph on the wall. Yeah. Looks on. Yeah. Behind the Zimmer frame. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, like, what does this victory, I suppose, do for the sport? in Cork and your team and I suppose it is going to like it's obviously getting you a lot more attention you're, you're here yeah. for, for a start um, I, I'd imagine you're going to get a lot more inquiries about like joining and Hopefully. stuff like that and, and, and growing the sport again absolutely and it's like thanks to you guys um, and the guys at the Echo who've been like super supportive of us and like documenting us so I think I think we're going to see more of the same I think we're going to see increased numbers um, we'd like to um, start thinking about a cadet team, so mm-hmm. people under the age of 18 or 17. Or, um, but I definitely think our numbers are going to increase. Um, our profile is going to get bigger and better. We've established ourselves within the league, so all of the other teams in Ireland know who we are. They know what we're about. Um, and I think my job, I want to kind of like streamline things. I want to get it like to the point where when people look at the club, they go, "This isn't just the. Ho- this is just like a hobby club. This mm-hmm. is." being taken seriously quite like a, a GAA team or a basketball team or something like that so I think that that's my focus and maybe Philip has something to say I'll bring more of a hippie approach I just like the community that we're having this kind of sense of family especially for us that are you know away from the the, the, the real family yeah. it always brings this uh, kind of nice community to um, see the same faces and, and spend time with them on the pitch and off the mm. pitch we have a lot of events uh, spearheaded by our Fantastic, uh, Heidi. Yeah, uh, she's been just yes. great when it comes to organizing stuff like this. That's what's all about. I suppose different nationalities coming together and just playing yeah, baseball. Yeah, it was especially apparent in like game one of our finals when we had literally nine different nationalities in the in the lineup out of uh, nine defensive positions. Mm. I think. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, we've, I think yeah. we're up to like twenty three or twenty four different nationalities well. from um, Irish American. African. Uh, don't even try. No, there isn't enough <laughs> don't time. Don't even try. But no, yeah. I'm like, I think really the only thing we're lacking, like we, we have such, we have such a, like a community and like a, a family friendly, family and a friendly atmosphere between mm-hmm. us. Like what, what we all need is basically somewhere to play to call our own because we're renting from the guys at Brian Dillon's who have been incredible to us. Yeah. All we need is just somewhere to play. Like as soon as we have it and it's like, you'll know yourself, there's a film called The, F- the Field of Dreams yeah. and Kevin Costner is hearing this voice and he said, if you build it, they will come. Mm-hmm. We just like, need a cornfield. That's a yeah. <laughs> fine one, yeah. yeah. And get Kevin Costner over. <laughs> just not the turf. Don't touch the turf. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's, that's basically it and like even, you know, just referencing back to what I said about when we play at Brian Dillon's, there's there's such a community involved when they come and watch us that mm. if we have somewhere to play, people like the literally the sky's the limit because people are just seeing at baseball there's somewhere to do it rather than going how do I do it you know mm. if there's a facility so that's kind of and if you get somewhere to call your own with your own like proper field Absolutely. and proper mound bleachers yeah. around the place would just be incredible yeah but I mean even even just the field for a start like yeah. at Brian Dillon's we play on just the field like we do all of the marking, line marking mm-hmm. ourselves we go measure it. it takes hours upon hours so all we need is just the piece of land at the moment and yeah. then well, the, the, the rest the rest, well, the rest yes yeah so that has to be the next step so I suppose like the next focus is getting Absolutely, your own yeah. place so yeah so my, my my behind the scenes when I'm not playing because I don't I haven't played a lot this this season but when I'm behind the scenes all I'm doing is emailing um, and making phone calls to that effect just to say come on it's well, it's time and now now again like this this has given us the ballast yeah. ammunition because like we're a championship winning team like we're national champions why 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 can't mm-hmm. the council facilitate that would you be hopeful? 
But I'm hopeful. I'm always hopeful. That's why, <laughs> that's that's why he's the president. I'm always hopeful. He gets this yeah. stuff done. I'm always hopeful. But listen, you got you got to you got to be firm but polite. Mm. Yeah. So, but um, I've got I've got loads of people that I love and care about in the team. Basically, everyone. Um, and it's kind of for them, and it's also for the future of the mm-hmm. sport in court because it's a great. It's so accessible. So yeah, I, I just think that a lot of people will enjoy baseball if they just come to training. They'll be like, oh yeah, I dig it. You, you're gonna you're gonna come as well. <laughs> you give a batter swing, don't worry, lads. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I know you've only been crown champions in the past like week, but I mean, like, I'd imagine plans are already afoot for for next season. And and I suppose what are the aims for next season? Philip, you're captain. That's for you. I don't think we had this conversation yet because uh, we're always trying to strike the balance between being competitive but also accommodating. Right. And it it can be it can be very challenging to um, just create a team and and make sure that the team is actually performing, but also everyone has uh, you know equal chance to uh, to show their skills on the pitch. So um, we still have to decide which direction we'll be going for. Um, for now, I don't think we, we would need to have like committee here to to kind of uh, discuss yeah. that and <laughs> see yeah, what I, everyone's I, thinking. I think everybody still wants to play baseball. Obviously, we were just enjoying this this week off, um, everyone but me, because I'm making loads of phone calls and stuff still. <laughs> so we're going to line up winter training, see how that goes. We're going to go from November through to December, take a little break off for Christmas and resume like mid-January. Um, and at that at that point, we'll be like, We'll see. We'll see who's see who's biting, who's hungry for it, um, and then I think really, like Philip said, we'll just focus on forty, fifty people getting together to play baseball, to have fun, to enjoy the sport, and then we'll start thinking about the league when the league comes <laughs> around. So yeah. Yeah, I think we're more people first. Yeah. yeah. We have more people first approach than oh, we have to win. Yeah. Because uh, now, now, now the pressure's off. Like because we did we did again. It's. It's 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 such a niche sport that everybody knows everybody, and it's like when you're the new guy that goes to work, or you're the last person to walk into a house party, and you like you stick out <laughs> like a sore thumb. Like we had to make a statement, we had to let people know that that we're here and we're actually taking it very seriously. So now that's done, the shoulders can drop a little bit, and we can be like, Do you know what, throw me that ball because I'm just going <laughs> to catch it. You know, just hit it. Just I'm just going to run and catch it. So I yeah. think our focus is, is probably just going to be on like returning back to why we started the team in the first place I love it guys um, I'd imagine even a number of people you need to thank to, that have gotten you to this situation oh yeah basically everyone who's a renegade <laughs> um, seriously everybody on the team just you guys are phenomenal like all of the support that we get on our group chats for people that aren't at the game like we stream our games as well so there's everybody on Twitch um, so primarily every every single player in the team um, yeah it's an incredible feeling when you're uh, winning the game or even losing a game and you come back to the whatsapp chat that has like 200 messages waiting for you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and everyone discussing it play by play uh, it's it just it just feels very nice that yeah. the heart it's, grows yeah it's, it's it's really cohesive like when, when everyone when everyone's supporting you so really just thank you to everybody in the team but the guys at Brian Dillon's GAA um, who have been so accommodating to us like this GAA field that they just said yeah you can play baseball if you want <laughs> and like you can imagine us guys we've got like the white socks and the pants and you're like looking like baseball players in a hurling club <laughs> but they didn't even bat an eyelid they welcomed us with open arms so to those yeah. guys there so Brian Dillon's have been amazing we have a sponsor called Chris at Mulholland Media he's been so so accommodating for us and really really facilitating the things that we need um, Charlie and Robbie at Prime Carpentry um, they've they've helped us out as well, so they got us out of out of a bit of a jam. Um, who else have we got? Rory, 
uh, artificial grass cork just up the road here in Curraheen. He provided us with that um, really amazing bit of artificial grass so we didn't mess up the brine mm-hmm. pitch. Um, we have Brew Bar in Cork who um, helped us out in putting up. We actually got a f- national French player um, to come and run a pitching masterclass. Well. So um, I contacted them. They said, yeah, we'll sort you out. So Brew Bar in Cork, they're amazing. Um, Gary at Carrick Signs, who does all of our print stuff. He's an absolute gentleman and the print quality is fantastic. Um, Brian, who runs um, Black Rock Hurling Club, where we do our winter training. Um, he's been great as well. We also had a Christmas event on there as well. Yeah, so he's been that, really That cool. was our clubhouse when we didn't have one. It yeah. was just great to meet and, there. And again... Everybody in, in, in the Blackrock Hurling Club was like, didn't bat an eyelid. They're, you know, there's the old men like sipping pints at nine o'clock in the evening, <laughs> like 20 people coming through in their baseball uniforms sweating. And they're just like, how's it going, boys? We're training tonight. We're like, yeah, thanks. It was amazing. So them and, um, yeah, and Baseball Island. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Baseball Island. Have and like, all the teams in, in, in Ireland as well. We just it's, it's good to be a part of something greater than that. And we yeah. really appreciate all of you guys. Yeah, and um, there's one more who's Darren at Black's Brewery in Kinsale. Um, I reached out to him, and he gave us uh, he gave us some nice, 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 nice beer for the coach trip down nice. um, to drink. Yeah. So he's yeah, he's 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 a real gent as well. Um, I suppose- and of course, sorry, and you, <laughs> and I you. was waiting. Woo! Yeah, waiting. You. No, seriously. Yeah, you, you. Yes, right. Thanks so much. It's a pleasure having you here, guys. Um, just finally, just to, to wrap up and put a bit of a bow on it, I guess, um, for people listening to this. Um, who've never held a baseball bat or had a glove or whatever, uh, who like the sport or want to try the sport, you would obviously encourage them, get in touch, give yeah. it a go. 100% Philip. Uh, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll look into camera as well. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah if you've ever played uh, hurling, camogie, um, rounders, yeah, you'll be good at it. Just trust me. Come to, come to our training. Um, you might be a natural. Uh, we need you. And you'll have a lot of fun, I promise. Yeah. This guy's a pro. It Looking into the yeah, camera and everything. That's why he's in selling stuff only. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Guys, it's been an absolute pleasure having you here. Uh, congratulations on your success. And we'll chat with you soon. Yeah, thanks, buddy. Thanks so much. Brilliant stuff. That thank you list went on uh, longer than one at the Oscars. He knocked that one out of the park, lads. Crickets. Nothing. Nothing. Moving swiftly on, last week I caught up with Barbara O'Connell about her time at the TG Garrett show, Underdogs. Underdogs usually focuses on a GA, on GA players from different counties coming together and prepping them to play a game against a fully-fledged inter-county team. But this time they focused on women's soccer and the big game was the one against Galway United. Here's me speaking to Underdogs captain Barbara O'Connell. Barbara O'Connell, you took part in the last season of Underdogs on TG Carr. Not only taking part, but a captain the side that faced Galway United. What made your mind up on uh, your decision to join the show? Um, well, I suppose um, the girls kind of really pushed me, Jesse and Alex, my daughters. Um, you know, I said it'll be a challenge, and like I suppose coming to my age now, and I'm I'm hoping it's not the end of my football. But I, I said, look, I, I always love to challenge, and um, and it certainly was that. What What makes Barbara O'Connell an, an underdog? Um, I suppose that's the laugh about it. Everybody said, you know, you've been so successful over the years and especially with Wilton United, like I suppose we were never the underdog. So that's what I said, you know, it's definitely going to be a challenge. And obviously you're coming together with a group of girls that you never met before. Um, and I thought that would be a new challenge for me. Um, and so it was fantastic, to be honest. And was it a challenge or was it just great group of people? It was a challenge because like it was totally um, different than what I expected. Obviously, like I would have thought that it was just all football and I would have absolutely loved that. 
that but um, there was so much more to it like you know I mean as you can see throughout the programme I mean you're washing cows and you're walking alpacas and you're just trying to bond as a team as such like you know so there was probably not enough football to be played if I'm honest but um, so all those kind of things challenges like you know you're you're going up to a camp on a Friday and you're there till Sunday evening so and you're travelling and nearly every every camp is probably a four hour journey especially when you're travelling with someone like Lauren Murphy who's a geography teacher and got lost every time but um, <laughs> but no so look there was a lot of challenges but um, and that's what made it more kind of interesting to be honest Are you still in contact with some of the players from the show? Absolutely most of them um, obviously you build up more friendships with a few of them and um, you know that was great for me and even just locally like Lauren Corker I would have known her for years playing against her and stuff like that and she plays with my daughters with the college teams but you know I obviously built up a friendship with her as well which was good but a lot of girls throughout the country um, really good friendships but um, I had really good crack with a lot of them You had a clash as an underdog versus uh, Cork City women's team how did that go for you? A few extra tackles thrown in, maybe? <laughs> yeah, look, that was, you know, for me, that was probably one of the highlights, really. You know, you're getting to share a pitch uh, with your daughters. Um, as I said before, obviously, I thought, you know, I'd love to have played with them, but to get to play against them was uh, was certainly a new experience. But, you know, it was good crack. And at the same time, it was a really competitive game. But, um, you know, it's like all games, you go on the pitch and you forget about so many different things. So I certainly was forgetting that there were my daughters on the pitch. Although, you know, when it's a challenge 50-50 against your own daughters you're you're like you're not pulling out of them but if somebody on your team then is making a challenge against your daughters you are conscious of that mother and daughter thing you're hoping that they come out on the right side of that challenge and does your uh, did your daughters take it easier on you though? Absolutely not. I mean, obviously they're not going to want to be showing up against me at all. Um, obviously, if it's a race, they're going to beat me. But when it was a 50-50 challenge, neither of us pulled out. And myself and Jessie got caught in one challenge and she got a yellow card and rightly so for it. But um, she wasn't too happy about it. But, you know, it was a good crack. How long have you been involved in football yourself? Um, I suppose over 30 years now um, 44 now this year so like you know I started I probably started at an old enough age considering what they start at now we didn't start till we were about 13 but you know I've been involved like it seems a long time you know playing because I'm still playing over 30 years and, and obviously coaching and stuff like that but it's uh, it's just fantastic to see how the game has gone I suppose yeah, how have you seen the progression in the women's game over the last 30 years? Um, it's massive. Like, I mean, even when we were young, you know, you're you're training once a week and you're playing a game and that was enough, you know, and even national cups and stuff like that. You were never noticed by Irish squads unless you played in the national cup final. And, you know, I've been lucky enough to do so, so many times at Wilton. Um, but like, there's so much more opportunities for kids now, which is fantastic for women and just the growth in the game is massive, as, as, as you know, but um, and it's fantastic and it's only getting bigger. What changes would you make within the game? Um, right now, I, I suppose, I mean, obviously you'd love bigger crowds and stuff like that. But I mean, that's just down to ourselves, you know, and just the women's game in general. We just need to get more support out. Other than that, no, I think it's going in the right direction. There's a lot of improvements and it's, you know, it's every year there's something new, which is great. You're coaching at the moment? Yeah, so I've been coaching, like, I suppose... 18 years which is probably unusual when people play you know they kind of tend to leave the coaching till they retire but I actually genuinely enjoy coaching as much as playing I get a great buzz out of it and you know I've been lucky enough to um, 
to coach a lot of good teams like I've coached Wilton underage like some fantastic players like probably I think about 14 of those girls went on to play with Cork City or Cove and our Treaty and um, real exceptional talent through Wilton but I also managed the Cork under 12 girls and I coached the Cork under 13 boys so yeah busy enough now Yeah what's your favourite part about coaching? Um, I just love to see kids improve you know I feel like you know that you're helping every individual to know it's not I don't look at the team overall at the end of the season and see where we've gotten I do look at individuals and feel you know oh she has improved as a player and I do I love trying to get the best out of every player no matter what their ability is and you know even if you look at some players and you feel oh she's never going to really make it but I'd always hope that I make some bit of difference to them and just to make sure that they enjoy every session every session I do because I always said when I trained like I love training as much as games because they were always very competitive so I'd always try to do that fun and competitive. Do you have a UEFAB coaching license? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I did my badges um, throughout the years, so I have my B at the moment and may go for the A. Um, the badges were excellent, to be fair. And now I was working with the FEI a few years ago, so I did start with the FEI. Other than that, I probably wouldn't have because I was kind of coaching at a level that I was happy just to tip away. But um, while working with the FEI, they made me do my badges, which I'm delighted in doing so because you just learn so much from it. And obviously, like you meet so many people on their coaching pathways as well and you know I can still kind of bounce ideas from them so you're always learning really You're linked with the Cork City Women's Under 19th job at the moment is that something you're interested in taking? Um, Yeah look it's you know it's uh, I went down last weekend they had trials and I really enjoyed it to be honest it's um, it would be something that I'd be interested but at the moment I'm just kind of doing a lot like as in I'm coaching in Wilton I'm coaching the Cork girls and the Cork boys um, I'm just not 100% sure whether I'm going to give up all that at the moment because you know we're mid-season and it's you're, you're letting a lot of teams down for that um, and then there's always that you know I'm going to be travelling every Saturday obviously with my two girls playing with the senior and it's it's a lot to take on then on a Sunday but um, no it is something that I'm interested in um, there's huge talent and as again like I, I just love seeing the progression through so and I did enjoy last week so see how it goes what, What's it like watching uh, your two girls play? Um, look that's I, I love it to be honest like I mean as a player myself I love being on the pitch but to watch my girls is something different obviously you know you're nervous you're watching and you're hoping that they play well um, you know at times they're like you know, you're looking at the team overall and you're hoping that the team does well because to be fair to Jesse and Alex, that's all, you know, they're never worried about their own um, individual performance. They're hoping that the, the team gets a result. But as a parent, you know, you're looking, you're just hoping that they do well themselves as well. And, you know, both of them are absolutely obsessed with the game, to be honest. And fair play to them, you know, they've, I am not saying they sacrifice anything because they wouldn't say that, you know, when you're playing football that you don't sacrifice anything, but they do, they do commit a lot, you know, and everything is, is worked around football, you know, even food wise and stuff like that or work, they make sure they, they have a job suited that they're off for training and stuff like that. So it's a huge commitment. It must be tough in a way as a coach yourself. Do you try give them pointers and tips or would you just leave it up to Danny? Yeah, no, I do, but they don't listen, to be honest. Like, um, when I coached them for years in Wilton, they did, to be fair, myself, Pat Bowden and John McHale would give them good advice and I think they learned a lot from us in Wilton. It was a good foundation for them going to Cork City, being honest. But, um, look, at this age now, they know themselves. I mean, I could be telling them one thing and they're, and they're telling me that Danny wants them to play a different certain way, so I know now to keep quiet a, a little bit. And, um, you know, we'd always analyse games afterwards. Sometimes the 
people don't want to hear it sometimes they do and um, they take it on board and I think it's important that they do take it on board because you know I do have a lot of experience in the game and I'm only trying to make them better players by explaining things but yeah them themselves they know what they need to do and they listen to Danny a lot more yeah What is next for Barbara O'Connell? failing the uh, under-19s job? <laughs> um, look, just to continue what I've been doing, really, um, you know, every season, just playing, I, I'd be hoping that I get another year and, you know, I'm raring to go now again with Wilton Seniors next summer, but I um, absolutely love playing, like, um, and coaching-wise, I just love doing, I love doing the local stuff at the moment, you know, with the kids, um, really love it, and I love the Cork lads, the girls, um, they give me a good buzz. Um, with National League, that's, I mean, that's a step that I should be taking. I know I should be taking with my badges and stuff and hoping you know when it's the right time I, I definitely will and if that's next week so be it like um, it, it is a pathway that I want um, you know when you're coaching you want to coach at the highest level and that's that's if that's the pathway I certainly will be taking it Fair to say you're an underdog uh, no longer thanks so much for coming in to talk to us No bother thanks a million Cheers and that's my lot from today. You've been listening to me, Dan Casey, here on the Big Red Bench on Cork's Red FM. Chat soon. Mags Blackburn with Green on Red is on the way next. Miss the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie. Cork's Red FM. Want non-stop Christmas hits 24-7 direct from the North Pole? Merry Christmas! Download the Go Loud app and hit play on Go Loud Christmas hits. Christmas, I gave you my Biggest Christmas crackers, non-stop, played by Santa himself. Isn't it exciting? Christmas is almost here, and this is Santa preparing for the big day by playing non-stop Christmas classics on Go Loud Christmas Hits. Play it now on the Go Loud app or redfm.ie. Merry Christmas! Miss the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie. Cork's Red FM.